Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brennan McCullough and Matt Basta. How are you guys doing? Hey! I don't know why, but the second you started the show, a neighbor somewhere around me started hammering. So Whoa. sorry if someone can hear that. There's a knock at Brendan's door! Yes, you read my mind, Basta! I was oh just gonna God. say that. Uh. I mean, he's not at the door. I think he's below me, by the way, the floor's shaking. Maybe it's but an earthquake. Like, this is a very rhythmic, <laughs> consistent earthquake. It's like one of those uh. those like pulsars at, at, at like the edge of the galaxy that just oh, yeah. like emit like Morse code. Yeah, it's uh, how do those work again? I actually had an astronomy class where I learned about these. They like rotate, and it's just yeah, a concentration well, of radiation at like one surface of the star. Yeah, so it, it, they they usually like uh, send out radio waves through like one side. But then because of the way they spin and like what they orbit or, or whatever, um, it causes it to like point at us in like a certain pattern. So you get like three real quick bursts as like it's pointing at us and then like it'll rotate around a little bit and then it, it's not pointing directly at us anymore. Yeah. Maybe I made what? that up. Maybe I'm lying. No, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Has this blown your mind, Doug? Uh, sort of. I kind of. I just can't. I'm still picturing someone like knocking at Brendan's door and he's ignoring him. But <laughs> no, I, it's not at the door. It's someone literally hammering in their apartment below me. Like I can feel it through the floor. They're not at the door. And if they're at the door, fucking, I don't want to talk to them. No one knows me out here. It's probably someone I owe money to. What if it's oh. the guy that's got your uh, pine cash check? Oh, I <laughs> I better go answer them. Yeah. Be right I, back. I need that money. <laughs> nice. Uh, but um, I will say what's up? very quickly. Um, last episode, I said I might start streaming, and I did because immediately after that episode, like the second I finished uh, sending you that audio, Doug, my uh, heatsink on my computer exploded. So that's right. I finally got it fixed. If anyone watches the stream, or if you hear it, you won't hear it in the background anymore. It no longer sounds like a jet engine, for fuck's sake. Because I actually got a competent heatsink and. I paid them to put it in because I don't trust myself anymore. Every mm. time I touch this thing, something breaks. So I just said, fuck it. Damn. There's some money. Um, but yeah, so I, my computer's finally running smoothly now, as well as it should be. Um, and um, once again, immediately after we recorded last episode, uh, the new hero in Overwatch was confirmed. It's not Doomfist. And Shadow <laughs> of War was confirmed. It's legitimate. And we... Uh, we mostly me sound like just a massive asshole because I was talking about it for like half an hour over these like theories. If it's real, if it's not, if it's fake, this is doomfist, it's not, it's, and just it's all of fine. that was wrong. Like two hours later, <laughs> yeah. In our defense, I don't know. I I think it's it's fine. I'm with Bast on that one. Yeah, uh, the whole Shadow of War thing. I was skeptical, and it was a weird situation. And I could have easily seen that art being photoshopped because it wasn't like super wasn't outrageous. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, they're just incompetent at marketing. It turns out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it turns out they're just that's idiots. What, yeah, we just confirmed that for sure. Yeah, I knew it wasn't a big deal. I just thought it was funny. That was like. Less than 12 hours after we recorded, like, all of what we talked about was, like, clarified. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Point that out. Yeah. Um, but this is a video game podcast, so let's uh, start the conversation right on, on the right foot. This uh, isn't a podcast from- about my apartment building and what they're doing downstairs, despite yeah. the intro. Well, welcome we'll to uh, Cribs Audio Edition. This week, we're oh, joining God. Brendan in North Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, welcome to my crib. 
I got this dinosaur skeleton hanging from the ceiling. Cost me five million dollars, and I love it. I spit at it all the time. I throw cupcakes up there because I got just money to burn. God okay, damn MTV three, all cribs all the time. It's the channel that only plays cribs twenty four seven. Every time you use a coupon code on Pinecast, Bryn buys another Lamborghini. <laughs> there we go. This is what happens. I throw another ice cream cake out of my Lamborghini going 95 down Vineland Avenue. Yeah. Because I live in L.A. where it's just flush with cash. Yeah, if you're that rich, you might as well buy one of those drinking toilets. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a drinking toilet was what you get when you're poor. Like, poor oh. people drink from the toilet. Yeah, come on, Doug. Get with the program. Okay. I guess I'm not hip. I don't know. I don't know what I'd do with my Doug, money. Do you drink from the toilet? No. no. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe that's what the rich people would want. And it's also a really bizarre callback for anyone who's Jesus been listening Christ. for a while. Um, what are we doing? That's what I mean. Let's talk about video games. Let's hear from Matt first. Uh, anything new? I actually have been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, so I'm going to really go off on tangents about that. I have a lot to say. But I'm, let's hear from I'm you sure you first. do. Um, so... Oh. so uh, I finally got to 300 stars in Lolo. Nice. Yeah, I, so I, I sort of developed a, like a little bit of a strategy with the game. I sort of figured out like how to how to master it. Um, maybe not master it. I'm not really that good, but I, I figured out how to like get more than like a dozen points, um, which was useful. Uh, and so that unlocked a whole bunch of game modes. I'm still playing through them. Um, eh. That's all I have to say. Bring an endorsement. Yeah, I mean, it was sort of it was sort of um, an anticlimax because there's no like notification or anything that you've unlocked all of the extra game modes, and then oh, you that's go the in. Worst. Yeah, and then you go in, you just start playing them, and it's just like mostly the same as what you've been playing, except yeah, a little bit different. I don't know. I was I was mostly disappointed. If I encounter one that like I'm super impressed with, I'll I'll bring it up um, and talk about it, but. I, not not the best. Okay. Um other than that, I haven't really played many games. Um I I watched a lot more Oxygen Not Included. Um I, I understand now why it's pre-alpha. Um it's it's mostly because they haven't balanced the game correctly. And so in almost every playthrough that I've seen, like you, you sort of run up against this wall where um, you're running out of some sort of resource. Um, so maybe you're running out of water or you're running out of sand or you're running out of dirt or algae or whatever. Um, and there's just none. There's like nothing you can do. And then you can like make the machine to like make the thing, but then that requires stuff and then you start running out of that stuff. And it basically like the game sort of just ends because um, you've just run out of something completely and there's no, there's no way that you can get it, but still, uh, it's a, it's a fantastic game. Um, very, very well put together, uh, especially for how early it is. Other than that, uh, yeah, not a whole lot. I, I, <laughs> I downloaded, um, the Bitcoin client. This isn't really a game, but I guess it's, <laughs> it's news. Uh, so way back in the day. <laughs> Um, right around the time that we first started doing this podcast, um, uh, my PC was a fairly beefy PC for the time. Um, I had a decent graphics card. I had a CPU with six cores. Um, so and beefy. I mined bitcoins. And so I mined for three months 
And I measured out like the difference in electricity cost, and it was like $30 worth of electricity. And I mined exactly one Bitcoin. Um, and this was a time where Bitcoin was like 40 bucks. And so like my coworkers were sort of teasing me that like I sort of broke even. Um, <laughs> but I took that Bitcoin and I put it in a wallet and I saved that wallet to a hard drive somewhere. Um, fast forward f- four years, um, Bitcoin is worth $1,200. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I needed a Bitcoin for some um, unscrupulous purchases on the internet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm not going to into that. Matt is buying small Filipino children. And he is yeah, them. Actually, hiring a hit on one yeah, of us. You're not gonna like this. This is something I shit you not. I am not making this up at all. One hundred percent. Today, on my way home from work, I sponsored a Filipino child. Mm. I shit you not. Like there was a person on the corner, and like he was signing people up for like the Save the Children Foundation, and and like I couldn't get away. <laughs> like the crosswalk <laughs> turned red that- at like just the moment. <laughs> And I was like, that, oh, get no. away. Well, like, that's what exactly happened to me. I was at a mall like uh, earlier this year, just like shopping for clothes. And all of a sudden this person, yeah, they basically are like vultures. They hunt you down and then they, they're, but they're like so nice about it because like, if you're just <laughs> a nice person, vultures. there's, that's what I mean. You can't just like break away from this conversation without being a total asshole and just being like, I'm not and like, no, I don't this. care about Filipino children. You exactly. Know? So I was <laughs> like, okay, you have my monsters. time. I'll listen to you. I'm not in any rush or anything today. And then by the end of it, uh, they had me all signed up and I thought it was like, here, yeah, here's a $20 donation. And it was, she was like, well, I need your credit card because we don't accept cash. I'm like, well, that's red flag and weird. Nope. But I was like, mm. okay. And then she signed me up for some like recurring payment of $20 where I thought it was like a one time deal. So Got regardless. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but, well, hey. so I, I did the like all at once thing with my credit card. And like, you know, I just, it, I want the points. Just, if I'm going to get the points, I want the points now. You know, <laughs> that's a really terrible way to think about it, I think. Um, I thought but you were going to say you sponsored a Filipino child. Like, you gave your neighbor, Jake, like 10 bucks. And you're like, get out of here. And he's <laughs> like, I'm sponsoring him. I'm yeah, no. Paying for um, his Little League uniform. But yeah, um, so I sent a Bitcoin to my uh, Filipino sponsor child. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I had to download the Bitcoin client. And so the thing is, I I don't think you can use the Bitcoin client until it's fully synchronized with the network. And it takes like 10 days to do it. It's so long. Wow. It's like 100 gigabytes that it's got to download from a peer-to-peer network. And it's not even like a Ooh. good peer-to-peer network either. So right now it's caught up with like all the data until May 20th of last year. And it's like slowly chugging its way forward. Um, wow. That so, is so interesting. Yeah. I've been spending so much time just trying to get this one fucking Bitcoin, like into my Coinbase account. Um, I probably should have done it ages ago, but I didn't cause I'm a dingus. And uh, here I am now. Uh, synchronizing the whole fucking blockchain. <laughs> quick, quick question, because I, I like barely understand this topic, but I, yeah. I remember learning about it in previous years. But is can you like get like a fraction of a Bitcoin? How does that work? Yeah, so um, Bitcoins can be broken down to like uh, 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 the the smallest unit is called a Satoshi, um, named after the guy that invented Bitcoin. Um, That's and, right, and it's it's. Zero point and then eight zeros and a one uh, is what a Satoshi is of a Bitcoin. Um, so there's like 10 with eight zeros after it. 
uh, Satoshis in one Bitcoin. Um, but yeah, you can, you can, you can break them down. I just happen to have like exactly one. Um, that's because, so cool. yeah, because of the thing that I did. Um, but yeah, and so I tried to send it, um, and it got all fucked up and it says it was sent to, but there's a question mark. And then when I look up the transaction ID, like it doesn't show up. It says it's unconfirmed, and I hope I didn't fuck everything up and lose twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, damn! So, I hope it got to the Filipino child. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what to do right now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I've I've got a small Filipino child. Um, I don't know, going to school or something, not being so, sex trafficked. I I uh, just have imagining that conversation that sure? though of this the. Uh, save the child children person coming up to you and being, and you're just like, do you accept Bitcoin? <laughs> well, he was, I felt bad. Cause he was trying to be like super friendly with me. And he's like, so what do you do for fun? And I'm like, um, I, I stand uh, on corners and bother people trying to get home from work. I mean, what it's his do? job. Like I get it. But at the same, at the same time, I'm like, so, so he hands me this laminated card and it's got a map of the world and like all the countries that I could sponsor a child in. And he's like, which country do you want to sponsor a child in? And there's like, like 30 countries that are highlighted and none of them are labeled. And I, I look at him and I'm like, shit, dude, do you have a favorite? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that was the thing. Um, I cool. realize this is not in any way related to video games. I just like, realized that too. And I was gonna say, it's like, such a coincidence. <laughs> Matt's just playing the game of life. Just realized. Yeah, playing that it's game of good. life. I feel well, like I'm an done. adult. It's tax deductible, so. I mean, that's more than I ever got. I accidentally stole two books from a Buddhist monk. Quote, Buddhist monk. <laughs> what the fuck? Were you like, what? <laughs> it, it was in college, and it was just this asshole guy who shaved his head and threw around some prayer beads and then walked around handing out books as gifts, and he greatly winked, appreciated, winked, donations. Wink, meaning you have to pay for them, but he said it was free. And he started chatting me up while I was waiting for my bus, and he's like, oh yeah, we got this book, and this book, and this book, and my bus like just passed by, and they thought we were talking, so the bus didn't stop. So I just started running after trying to stop it. And he's like, wait, I need my books back, and I threw one of the books back, and I was like, thanks for the free books! Like, because he didn't give me the whole donation spiel yet. Mm. So I ended up just stealing two of the books, and I got back to my apartment, and I see two of those books already there. Turns out my <laughs> roommate got scammed, and he paid for them, and I got them for free because I stole them. The dude is just a fucking con artist, like, just shilling out books trying to get money. Like, so I didn't feel bad at all. No, but I found anything. it hilarious that my roommate got scammed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. That's ridiculous. That's well done, Bren. I'm all yeah. for that. Fuck that guy. Well, you know what? If you're going to be a Buddhist, you got to understand that sometimes the universe throws you a curveball. That's that's <laughs> the whole much. point of Buddhism, right? Exactly, right? Sometimes or, or the maybe, universe throws you a curveball. Or maybe if you're going to start pestering people waiting for the bus, you actually stop talking when the bus shows up and let me get on the <laughs> fucking bus. Like, God. I mean, I in like, cool, fairness, buddy, I'll be nice. Get it away. did. I did end up like standing there talking to that guy uh, with the Filipino children, like through three light cycles, because I'd, I'd already <laughs> invested. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some money today. Right. And like, I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to tell him like, you don't need to convince me to, to send money to like a child in need. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. It, oh, it, it was, it was so weird. I'm going to give you this $25 now to cut you off, not hear the rest of it. And I can get on with my day. <laughs> <laughs> 
but here's some extra money. Yeah, I'm proud of Matt, and I'm proud of Brent, so oh, we thank learned you. a little bit more about our host today. <laughs> I'm proud um, of Matt for sponsoring a child. I'm proud of Brent for being a felon, <laughs> for stealing, stealing things from other people. Pretty much. Uh, Is that a felony? I think that's a misdemeanor. Uh, probably, I mean, I feel like the guy was doing something illegal, so like, if I mean, anything, I was justified. If that book was actually a transformer and it like turned into like a like a like a Fiat or something and just drove away, then it would be a felony. <laughs> if this book just transformed into like I don't know, roughly eighteen billion dollars, then yeah, that'd be a felony. <laughs> that'd be awesome. That'd um, be great. I wouldn't be here if it did. Hear from Bren about what games you've been playing. Like I mentioned earlier, there's the Overwatch updates coming out soon with the new hero. Um. Her name is Osha, and it's a robot, and it's based out of South Africa, and it's made to combat Doomfist. So, I wasn't wrong when I theorized that Doomfist is involved. He's clearly involved in, likely, a PvE event, but the new character isn't Doomfist. It's uh, Osha. It's this, like, four-legged robot, like, sort of, like, cop, almost, and really cool. The downside is, they've started nerfing and buffing different characters in, in anticipation for her when she's released. So right now, Bastion is immortal. He cannot be killed by, like, conventional means. Farah is super strong. Like, all the heroes are just really fucked up right now and unbalanced until this character is released and they start balancing him again. So it's really kind of a shit show right now in Overwatch. And as well as custom games have been introduced and have your own modes, like, crazy modes. Like, all Junkrats are, like, only Junkrats and Torbjorns are only... Roadhogs and uh, Winston's or whatever you want. So you can customize them to however you want and people can join them. The downside is people have already started abusing that and farming XP by doing that. So some people have been getting XP in skirmish modes and just idling in skirmish. So there's those modes would last for 30 minutes and they would just sit there not doing anything. And of course it's been like two days and they're already abusing that system. So they're cracking down on people who are farming XP and People even joke about farming XP. If you make a uh, game mode saying, like, come get some free XP here, you will be banned. Like, don't even joke about it. And I don't blame them for banning the people for abusing the system. I'm amazed they actually believed enough in the community that people wouldn't do this. Like, they clearly already have a contingency plan for when people do it. But I'm amazed that they gave them the opportunity of, like, showing good faith in the community. That's shit all over that good faith. So yeah, Overwatch is kind of a mess right now, but the update will hopefully bounce that out and it'll be interesting. Definitely. Uh, besides that, I've played uh, Hold Your Houses, I think. <laughs> yeah, I gave you that. A very shitty game that you gave me. <laughs> it is so shitty, I tried to stream some of it and it just crashed. Like I, I got it, like maybe a minute into it and it just didn't work. And Great. it's not even like, oh, there was a bug or like, oh, one person showed up and it that person has a glitch in them and it crashed all like no the game just it's not a game it just doesn't work it's you know swiss cheese has less holes in it than this game so i don't know what that game was supposed to be i don't know you wasted your money yeah it was very cheap and the reason i got it was because of the name i'm like hold your houses that's just fucking stupid and then i look isn't it just like all you do is uh it's like I, I cod zombie game where you just like board up the house and like protect yourself from like waves of whatever's coming at you uh, it's like it's that over and over again i think i, I literally have no idea because it just could not run for more than a minute without crashing like i, I have no idea what it is well i'm so, glad i got it for you <laughs> i i mean i'm gl- i hope that's money well spent <laughs> it is um and 
after that crashed and burned, I streamed all of Day of the Tentacle on our Twitch. Okay. And holy fuck, some of those puzzles, like, I've said it before and I'll say it again, it was back before people knew how to make games and puzzles, like, some of the insane stuff you would have to do, you would never think of. Like, it makes no sense why you would ever do this. But that's the only way it can be done. And if you don't figure that out, or you don't have a friend to tell you, you're not beating that game. Um, and I think at around the three-hour mark or so, I actually had a few people tune into this uh, stream, and actually, they're older gamers. Like, they're, I think one said... That, what was his name? Spencer was born in, like, 78 or something, and he said he played as a kid, and another guy was born in, like, 74 or something so we had some older people watching us uh no offense if you're listening um and they were giving me hints and helping me out and, you know telling me stuff that the walkthrough i had wasn't working because i needed a walkthrough the game's fucking insane without it like i i can appreciate the appeal to those games why people enjoy them the nostalgia for them um they are enjoyable but like holy hell i can't believe anyone can actually do it without a walkthrough it's po- I mean, I assume it's possible, but I am impressed by anyone who can, because those yeah. games are very difficult. Hmm. I'm going to have to go in blind with that and see how I do. It's just like those um, Leisure Suit Larry, King's Quest, those type of puzzle games where I've heard people describing it as moon logic, because it's just, you know, you'd have to be alien to think that this makes sense. Hmm. So, like, one of them is I needed a gerbil, but my friends were the three characters I was playing were separated by different time periods. So one of them is I had to take the hamster, put him in a freezer, and then in the future, the future character would thaw out the hamster in like a microwave. But then when I thawed him out, he was wet and cold. So then I needed to go into the past, put a sweater in the dryer, and put like a billion quarters in it so it would run for 200 years. And then in the future, that same person would take the dry- sweater out of the dryer. What? And it's all time. And it's just like, why would anyone think this? Like, this is... And of course, the way I got those quarters is like 14 different steps to get to that. Like, so it was really just really tough. And I really appreciate the guys helping me out with that because I, I would not have been able to figure it out on my own. Um, but yeah, those are pretty much the only two things. That, and um, Rivals of Athera, I've been trying to get better at that. God damn it, I'm terrible at fighting games. But it, I've said it before, if anyone wants a fighting game, Rivals of Athera is still... Early access. It should be coming out of early access soon, and when it does, it'll have new stages and four new characters. So twelve characters in total. Nice. I highly recommend it. Like you would not believe the game was in early access the way it is now. It seems completely finished. It's very well done. That's cool. I'll have to see if Bruce is gonna pl- get around to playing that one. Um, he's our fighting game guy. <laughs> it's definitely a newer game, so it's not like Evo level. Like there's not tournaments of that caliber yet for it. But sure. there definitely are already tournaments for Rivals of Athera. Like, even though it's early access, there's already tournaments for it. And the people who play, like, it's such a, f- the guy who made it is a huge fighting games fan and worked on, I think, two other fighting games. He did a Killer Instinct for Microsoft and then did a Super Smash Brothers clone for himself. But, like, it's so finely tuned and so, like, it's a fighting game for fighting game fans. Like, it's not just another. Uh, Street Fighter V, that's a shitty launch, and everyone knows it, so everyone buys it, but it's shitty for the people who actually are dedicated to fighting games like Bruce and that crowd. Yeah. Like, this game teaches you all the advanced fighting game techniques and stuff, and it's very good. And I am fucking awful at it. 
<laughs> but it's very well, entertaining. That's cool. Yep. I guess I can get to what I've been playing. Uh, it's, it's, Zelda! Uh, it's what? Soda Drinker Pro? What? No. No, what did you say? Zelda. Oh, Zelda. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> Horizon I, Dawn came out, and then a week later, Zelda came out, and then everyone forgot about it. Oh, well, that's what I mean. Honestly, Horizon Zero Dawn has been, like, one of the greatest uh, gaming experiences of my life so far. I'm not going to, like, I, I've had time to, like, I don't know, let the haze, like, g- go over. With, because, like, everyone... The new game st- amazement? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so, like, you're awestruck by, like, a brand new game, yeah. and then you're just kind of, like... I remember when AJ uh, first talked about Final Fantasy fifteen. he was, like, 10 out of 10, and he only played it for, like, a few hours. Like, and that's everybody. <laughs> like, I understand that. So, like... Now that I've played the game for a solid week, I think I have about 32 hours into it. Um, it is just breathtaking and it is like a real high contender as far as being a PlayStation exclusive. Like I can see a lot of people who uh, are just only own an Xbox or only own Nintendo being like, damn, I actually need to have a PlayStation to, get, I- to play this game and experience that because it is something extremely unique and very like for those for fans of uncharted and tomb raider and assassin's creed it's like those mechanics to a brand new setting where i'm sure most of our listeners are familiar with what horizon zero dawn is but if they aren't it's a game where it's set in a future earth where everything's decrepit there was like some kind of like ai uprising uprising where like these uh the computers were so smart they could like breed their own like robo dinosaurs and now they're just roaming the lands and the only humans left are like in tribes there's the nora and the karja and there's others like i think the asaram as well and some of them have there's like tension and like there used to be war but it's a time of peace and like people are betraying each other um story wise though you start off as this girl named aloy and she's like a six-year-old girl i don't i'm guessing her age it seems like she's like six what's up can i just interrupt you (laughs) When he said AI's breeding their own robo dinosaurs, I just imagined a robo Richard Attenborough and like a robo like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> God damn it. When you said breeding, it, it implied a very specific image in my head. Well, I'm sorry for that. And can I, can sorry, I ask I you this? Listen. What, okay, what's up? Why are they making dinosaurs? <laughs> I don't understand that. Why not? Th- that's like what, a, I'll get to that kind of stuff. Hold like on. If, if I was a futuristic AI. And, like, I have all of the knowledge of the universe. I think the last thing that I would do is make dinosaurs. I mean, it's cool and all, but you can do a lot of other shit because you're, like, an (laughs) omnipotent AI. But that's the thing. He's probably just testing the waters and being like, I really thought dinosaurs were cool and never got to experience them. Just (laughs) Just, going to make them. We're we're going to start from the beginning, guys. We're going to take it one step at a time. We're 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 going to get there in the end. I'll say I I don't know the story of it. Like I I know there is a source of where all the dinosaurs come, like robots come from, but I don't know. I haven't well, played it. I um, haven't I'll, even beaten it, and I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll just say like I always imagined it. It was supposed to imply like nature. Like it's supposed to be like these machines are evolving sort of their own. It wasn't like one guy in a laboratory like making like I'm gonna build dinosaur. Like it wasn't just that. It was just kind of just like an AI slowly evolved, and it's supposed to evolve like nature where dinosaurs and then something happens and then it'll be mammals and then something happens and then it'll be birds or whatever like that's what i tell myself when i yeah no you're definitely right you're not i don't think it's gonna be like oh some mastermind like uh who's responsible for the androids in dragon ball z i can't fucking remember his name dr dr yeah that guy um it's nothing like that so uh basically i'll start like i'll give you a fresh little idea of what the story is about um 
like I said, you start as young Aloy. You, your father's name's Rost. He teaches you like the basics of survival. Is and- he your father though? I've seen gameplay and he never explicitly says he is. Well, that's a good point. So the point of the, the game that yeah. where you start out is you start as you find out that you're you and your father, so to speak. I don't know if that's true or not. Father I haven't figure. beaten it. Yeah, father figure have been outcast from your tribe, and she, uh, it really obviously bothers Aloy because she gets bullied and like yeah, she can't interact with any of the people. She's not even allowed to speak to them and stuff. So. As a result, she spends her whole life like training and being like, there's this event called the proving that even an outcast is allowed to uh, participate in. And in, so if she accomplishes like this, basically like a race uh, with all these other, I'd say like teenagers, like that's, I'm not sure what age Aloy is later in the game, but regardless, um, you, yeah. you compete in this thing called the proving and that then you would have the ability to re-enter the tribe and then talk to the matriarchs and try to find out why you and your father were outcasts. Um, I'm not going to go further than that because like the ge- the story wise, I was very impressed because it did throw some curveballs my way. Like as I'm playing the game, I'm like, oh, well, obviously this is what's going to happen. And I'm like, what the fuck? I had no idea this was going to happen. And it's just like, and it actually is the catalyst for the game getting extremely interesting. Um, open world wise, I remember like, like I said, in the moments when I was awestruck by the game, I was like, holy shit, this world's huge. And then I like zoom out on the map and I was like, my mind was just like, like that Tim and Eric gif, like it was fucking ridiculous. Um, so there's lots to explore. I think I even heard on another podcast, someone said like, if you literally just walk, um, one end of the map to the other end without fast traveling, it will take you well over an hour to accomplish something like that. Um, and it's, there's all sorts of little intricacies in the map, uh, mountains, like that's another thing. So, a lot of people I hear are giving this like 10 out of 10. I initially definitely would have, but now I'm starting to see like a couple of like minor flaws. Like they're extremely minor. So if anything, I'd like knock it to like a nine out of 10, which is still phenomenal. But, uh, so like some of the things, this is future earth. Apparently like there's these mountains that I feel like are taller than Everest and Kilimanjaro on top of each other. And like, so there's a couple of things that I like about, uh, like the, how do I say the physics of the game? So, and I don't know, people are familiar in Skyrim. You can basically jump like directly up a mountain. There's a lot of that that you can abuse in this game. Like I find myself getting to like certain areas like in a completely bizarre way that I don't think many people would do. And there's probably like a easy path to go climbing or something. And then I just like cheat my way to where I'm trying to get to. Um, yeah, you cheese so- it. Yeah, basically, uh, it's th- that ability is there, which makes me happy. So it's not like a bunch of like invisible walls that you're going to run into. Like you can basically get wherever the fuck you want if you have the heart and th- the drive. But um, as far as the robo dinosaur thing goes, it's amazing. It's extremely gratifying getting a- like being able to take one of these fuckers down. There's like so many different types of them. Um, in fact, let me like pull that up real quick because there's just so many of them. So there's like. These horse-like ones you can override with your spear and, like, ride as a horse. I remember as I was first starting the game, I'm like, this game, this world's so huge, like, I really wish I could get a horse. And that's an odd thing. Like, there are no, like, actual living horses in the game, which I kind of would have preferred to, like, have the option of a real horse or, like, a robo-horse. But then there's, like, actually, like, extremely challenging robot dinosaurs you'll run into. Like, this one that's, like, an alligator called a snapbaw. There's this one that's basically... I don't even know, like this cat, like really fast thing called a uh, stalker that can basically go invisible and sneak up on you and they shoot lasers and shit. And then there's like massive ones like behemoths and sawtooths, which are essentially a uh, saber tooth tiger. 
but uh it but like way bigger than you would like the size of like a fucking bus or something so yeah. it's it's really ridiculous um trying to take <laughs> the way, these things down the way you're talking about this just reminds me of like this just seems like every eight-year-old kid's like dream it is scenario. It's, like, oh god like a bunch of dinosaurs and they're super cool and they shoot lasers because they're actually robot like it's just imagine like yeah, i hear you yeah it, I, it's great though it, it is. sounds very busy Oh, well, that's the thing, though. They they do it so well. The AI is so clean. The, like, questing is, like, everything feels very familiar. Like, you're like, I've done this in other games, but they've, like, there is a lot of polish you see on this game. Uh, Although I was streaming it myself, and uh, one of our viewers, Ray Kaiser, said, like, the animations of them talking really throws me off. And I know that's, like, the major complaint when you go photorealism uh, in video games. Uncanny Valley. Stuff. Exactly. So, like, watch if you're like staring at their teeth or something, you're gonna get bugged out. But if you just like, I don't know, take it, take in the rest of it, and not notice how oddly their mouth is moving, it's pretty compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of really good side quests. Uh, there's actual things called errands, which is like annoying because like it's like oh god, but that's what it is. So like, there's you can complete all the side quests, errands. Uh, the main quest so far, I think, like I said, uh, completion wise, I'm about. 50% uh through the stories or 50% with the game. I've done a lot of like the collectible stuff. There's all sorts of collectibles. So let's start with um there's these metal flowers you can get. I got all of those. There's these Banuk figures that you can get. Got all those. There's also these ancient vessels and vantage points to collect and I still need like maybe four or so of each of those. And but then there's these things called data points which I don't even want to I hope to God, like, I, this is a game that I'm so passionate about and I'm enjoying that I do foresee myself platinuming it. But if I need to get every single data point, I'm going to shoot myself because there is quite literally like hundreds of them. And oh God, I will need a guide for that. And so far I've done everything without a guide because the map's very like user friendly and it's like, oh, the, the flowers are all located on the map for you. As long as you discover that area, uh, it'll tell you if that's around you. So you can just set like a marker. And that's another thing. There's fast travel, thank God, because without that, it would really suck. Um, and I just today got an item called like the golden fast travel pack, which it only costs like 50 shards and like a fox bone or something. What not a fox bone, a fox skin, which is even rare, rarer. But, um, if you get that, you can just fast travel as much as you want and don't have to keep crafting fast travel packs and stuff. But the crafting's great. The questing's great. The graphics are like eye bleedingly good. Like that's what I mean. The opening cinematics, I was like, this is absolutely absurd. I'm watching. I'm playing on a regular PlayStation Four with like a 1080p HD TV. I can't imagine people with the uh, PS4 Pro playing on a 4K TV. It's just like their eyes literally must be bleeding because it is so just breathtaking. And that's the last thing I'll mention. They have fucking photo mode, and it's just amazing because you can toggle on the visibility of the main character, and you can basically wherever you are take a photo and share with your friends and some of the landscapes and things that you can capture in those are just breathtaking. And there's so many options you can change, like the depth of field, the, the focus on certain stuff. Like it's very in-depth. The game is so polished. It's deserving all the, of all the praise it's gotten. And I'm having a blast. Yeah. I've, I've watched a lot of streams of it. I've seen um, CD project red, the guys who made Witcher uh, actually tweeted at gorilla studios, gorilla games who yes. made horizon zero. Um, they tweeted a picture of Gerald and Aloy like high fiving, and then Gorilla tweeted back a picture of them like shooting arrows together and stuff. So it's great to see. Um, I, I wouldn't say rivalry, but like the encouragement from the other studios. But with this, with Witcher, with Assassin's Creed, with 
I, I don't think Uncharted would fit into this, but with the, even the new Zelda, they're all big open world pseudo survival games. There's different levels of survival to each one. Like, I know Breath of the Wild, there's hot and cold, where I haven't seen that in really any other one. Um, these aren't survival games in the sense that you need to craft food, like arc every 30 minutes or you'll die or like rust. Um, but there's survival in where you can craft and gather ingredients in the wild and make them into something better. And I, I, they're very popular right now because they're very successful and they can be very good. Uh, even Skyrim, throw it into the mix. Yeah. Um, but they, with so many of them coming out so frequently now, I, I love Horizon Zero Dawn. It looks very good. I, I don't think I'll play it simply because I don't have a PS4 and I don't think I'll be buying it solely for this or the infamous games, which are way dated now. Um, but it, it definitely seems great and I'm very invested in the story and the world just because it's something new. It's something fresh. But the more I watch the streams of it, the more I see the strings of other games. Like, you climb on top of a Patasaurus sort of thing as a satellite dish for a head, and those are the towers that you use to scout out the maps, which were the same in Assassin's Creed, and the same in, I think the Mad Max game had uh, telephone wires sort of things. So it's it's very similar to all, this whole genre of open world survival games are all very, very similar to each other. And because... There, it takes a lot of t- people and a lot of effort and a lot of work to get it. A lot of these games are coming out at the same time, and they're all... Like, I enjoy them. I definitely enjoy the genre, but it's really getting a l- real samey with all of it, to the point where, you know, I'm not going to play Her- or Horizon. I'm probably just going to read the story or watch someone stream it. Um, Witcher, even that, I fucking love Witcher. Everyone knows that. But even that, I would consider is very similar. And Assassin's Creed, it doesn't have the survival elements, but the open-worldness of it and the exploration and the parkour, that's very similar. And I'm just worried about this genre of video games being burnt out like FPS and turning into the next COD or next, um, what's the other one? Oh, the, um, uh, Battlefield. Battlefield, like turning into that where everyone's just like, oh, here's another open-world game, and it's just going to be identical to the last one except for a different skin. Like, and I'm just, because I, I do love them, but I worry we're getting burnt out on them. And even I know people who stream professionally or make YouTube videos or Let's Plays or uh, game reviewers are getting pretty sick of it really quick. Like, some of them didn't think Horizon was that great because they've already, they just played Witcher or they didn't think Zelda was that great because they just played Horizon. And so some of the complaints are, aren't quite valid simply because they're exhausted with this genre already. Like, it's, it's a valid complaint for them, but not for everyone who can't afford to play all these new games. Yeah, I see your point, and it's definitely very valid. I, for, it's funny you said uh, about like this, like open world game having a d- new skin, and this skin representing like Horizon with the robot dinosaurs. I love this skin. I think specifically like that. Jo- I love that genre because yeah, uh, I've been playing since Morrowind, Oblivion, uh, Skyrim. Like all of those have like the open world feel and aspect. And a lot of people I've been hearing are just complaining about like. Oh, I think we even had an episode. It's like, is this open world too open? Like, in yeah. in all reality, it's if you're investing a time into an open world game, you want it to be that open, or else it'll feel uh just I don't know, like there could be more. And that I don't know. It's well, the same thing with like, let's say uh you have like a restaurant and you're feeding your customers. Like, 
I, I think it's great when certain places will give you like extra food that you end up taking home with you because like obviously like they give you like a shitload of food for whatever like a normal price is whereas like some other place might just give you like a regular amount of food and you eat it all so like I don't know that's maybe a well, terrible analogy but <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's what I mean like I'm not complaining that it's too open I'm not complaining that there's too much stuff to do because even in that previous episode I've we talked about like hey this you know maybe a person's buying Horizon Zero Dawn, and that's the only game they're buying for the next, like, four months. Like, so they have plenty of time to play it, which is good. That's what it's for. But I'm saying it's not that there's too much stuff. I'm saying that we're, there's too many genre, there's too many open-world survival games coming out recently. Yeah. And because of Assassin's Creed and because of Skyrim, people are, you know, it's no, uh, it's no secret. You copy whichever's the most successful. And it's been long enough now where a lot of game studios have finally finish copying their open world game and taking mechanics from other stuff. I'm not saying every game has to be a hundred percent original ideas and a hundred percent unique because a lot of times that doesn't work. There's like uh breath of the wild, for example, the inventory system and the weapon degradation uh, system, like degrading the weapons. Fuck it sucks. It's terrible, but that's something original. And it's like, look how that didn't work out. Hmm. So I'm not saying everything has to be unique for every single game. But I'm saying with so many open world survival games now, they're bleeding into one another and it's going to get hard to differentiate. I'm like, if I played a bunch of Horizon and I played a bunch of Winter and I played a bunch of Zelda, I'm not going to remember what time I shot down that wild boar and skinned it for its meat and hide. And like, like it's all going to kind of be the same activities and just different skins. Yeah. And that's um, kind of what's I, selling you. I, 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 like, I have opinions on that. So, okay. I mean, uh, on one hand, like, it, it does get a little bit samey because survival is survival. Mm-hmm. But I think the way that they can mix that up, and I'm not saying that the the um, survival games out there now do this, but I mean, there's certainly a lot of room for them to get creative with the ways that you survive, right? Um, yeah. So there was a game um, very recently, uh, the name escapes me, uh, where basically you're on a plane that, that crashes um, into like this uh, Arctic environment and you have to like, craft a little shelter and, and find food. And it, it's got like a multiplayer aspect. Um, and it, it's, it's so pretty good. It's very wait, hard. Was it like realistic or was it like sort of a cell shaded? It was a little bit um, cell shaded, like top down. The wild eight. Uh, something like that. May, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. you're right. Um, good call, bro. Yeah. Look at you. Uh, <laughs> I know things. I contribute to podcasts. Made of trivia. Um, (laughs) so, I mean, like in that game, you know, it was very traditional, right? Like you, you hunt an animal, you, you know, have to make a tent, you have to make a fire, you know, and then you look at don't starve and you have to hunt for animals and you have to make a fire. And, uh, uh, what Mm -hmm. was that game, uh, forever ago that people still play it where like, um, you're like mysteriously in uh maybe it was another plane crash <laughs> you're mysteriously like in the arctic it happens it's, like, a first lot. person um you know you have to like go around and like find a cabin and find some food and, like that that whole theme has been played out so much right like, yeah there's the island there's rust there's arc there's the wild eight like that genre there's, yeah it's yeah there's insane. a lot of opportunity i think for adding in um horror aspects and i think um like don't starve did this right where like don't starve like as you started to go insane um like there would be like monsters that would come after you in the night like the shadows would play tricks on you and stuff um i think there's room for them to bring in different types of survival right so 
Um, maybe instead of like forcing you to have to eat regularly, you just have to like maintain some sort of like stamina level, right? There's many ways that they can like bring in non-traditional gameplay and cut out just a lot of the bullshit, right? One of the biggest frustrations that a lot of people have with Minecraft is the fact that you have to eat constantly. And it, I mean, it'll kill you, right? Like you have to, and so that means you have to like set up a farm and you have to, you know, get your food and, 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 you know, keep it around and like actively maintain that. And like, that's, that's just boring, especially when you're in an open world, the size of Breath of the Wild, where, you know, it's just fucking enormous, you know, and, and getting from place to place, if you chose to walk would just be like an all day endeavor. I think the game studios, it, it's on them to, to sit down and say, okay, we're not going to go through these same five or six tropes um, and force you to do these same five or six activities that you've done in every single fucking video game that you've done so far, right? Make it yeah. so that it's interesting and new so that there's elements of the game. Maybe, you know, you still have to forage for food, but maybe there are aspects to it that affect the decisions that you make and, and add stresses, not necessarily in, is this food available, right? And having to like find enough of it, but maybe is this food okay to eat, right? How do you know? Right. I think just having that sort of aspect would take the the sort of normal gameplay that you're used to and add like a new level of anxiety onto it, you know, where all of a sudden it's like, all right, I don't know whether this berry is poisonous or not, you know, and maybe you have to look it up. Maybe you have like a fucking book like in, in the game Papers, Please, and you have to like get it out like a reference manual, <laughs> like look at the type of fucking berry, right? We need more bureaucracy in our open world survival games. <laughs> I would be totally down if I had to like check somebody's <laughs> passport in an open world survey. In fact, I, I almost feel like I want to go play Papers, Please. <laughs> I don't know why, but like that is the single, single handedly the most boring premise for a game, but it's one of the best games I've ever played. It's, like, it's, it's an so excellent good. game. We should do, we should do a stream of that. Oh, I'm down. Speaking of, gonna... speaking of Breath of the Wild, by the way. Okay. Those yeah, we haven't dank, even gotten to the Switch yet. Dang like. screenshots. I want to buy a Switch, but I want to do it through Amazon because fuck other websites. And I can't find I, anything that's like delivered like Amazon Prime style, like free two-day shipping. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, here's a $419. They're all $420, which I think is no coincidence. Um, oh, but that's the that's the thing. Like, yeah, let's. Just get into the whole switch look because that's it's, it's like four hundred twenty bucks, reasonable price point in my opinion. Well, that's the thing; people see it and they're like, "Oh, like because I was looking at Wii U to get because I'm going to play Breath of the Wild." Like, mm-hmm. despite me shitting on all these open world games, like my biggest point with the open world games is just stop with the fucking towers and viewing out the maps, like Assassin's Creed did. Like that's in fucking every game now, and it drives me insane. But yeah, like I would love to know more about Horizon Zero. I'll probably read the story, watch it, stream it, but I don't think I'll buy a PS4. I'm going to play Breath of the Wild. I will get it. Yeah. And I was looking at Wii U's. They're about 200 refurbished for uh, versus a Switch, which is about 300. But you're not. You're going to need more than just the Switch. You're going to need Switch. If you enjoy playing the game functionally, you're going to need the Pro Controller, which is 70 dollars, which is absurd. Um, you're going to need like some sort of cover. You're going to need the Joy-Con controller. Like by the end of it, it's going to be roughly about 500 for a Switch. Like you're not buying just the Switch. You're buying all the accessories because you need to play it. Well, plus you need to buy Zelda. And Zelda, yeah. So, like, at the end of the day, don't expect a Switch to be actually be 300. Expect it to be, like, 500, 550, maybe 600. Because fucking Nintendo loves their accessories. And some games are actually impossible to play without them. That's how they get yeah. you. Dude, that's how it was with the Microsoft Surface. When I bought this thing, 
a couple years ago. It was like, yeah, you get this thing for like twelve hundred bucks, but you got to buy like a hundred dollar keyboard if you want a keyboard. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. How does that not come so with a keyboard? My 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 pro advice for Nintendo products, as somebody that has bought almost every uh, console related accessory for all of the Nintendos that I have owned in my entire life. Um, did you get the Hey You Pikachu uh, microphone for the N64? Oh, I don't know if I did. Um, see, the thing is, the N64 wasn't mine. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I sort of bypassed that, but like I bought like all the little dank, like I bought a fucking modem <laughs> for the GameCube. Um, <laughs> before, you were that one guy. Before I owned a game that could go online. <laughs> um wow yeah like i had all all the the jazzy accessories and the thing is like you buy the fucking nintendo wii uh uh what was it it was like the rifle mount thing like, oh you put the, yeah, yeah i know what you mean there was like a zelda game for it and that was the was only like, game that used it that's it that was it like i hope oh, you liked yep. this uh, what was effectively a mini game <laughs> target practice yeah it was just like a shooting range yeah I mean, it's like, hey, you know that you know that thing uh, you spend three minutes doing in every Zelda game. Here's a full game of it that we're going to charge you forty five dollars for. What do you think about that? Yeah, uh, m- much money was wasted. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely like avoid accessories until you can see that there is like a substantial number of games for those accessories. So, like a great example of something not to buy, um, if you were to look back at like the Wii and Wii U. The the uh, the microphone and the webcam because guess what? <laughs> Holy shit! Exactly zero that... games that mattered integrated that functionality. So didn't even though those existed, yeah. So Nintendo was finally like, "All right, guys, fine, we'll add voice chat, but like the game developer has to add support for it, and it's gonna be weird, and you still have to use a sixteen-digit friend code." So it, it yeah. was just bizarre. That's so funny. It's also, it kind of reminds me of uh, when my parents got uh, the family, like a PlayStation 3. It was like one Christmas. Like, yeah, let's just get it. And they also got the move controllers. And I'm thinking we ended up like never using those things. But it's kind of ironic nowadays. I'm wondering if I could use those PS3 move controllers for any kind of VR like games, but I'm not sure. I I doubt it. I bet I'd need like the PS4 upgraded move controller set. I'm not sure. I think the hardware they built was based off the Move controllers, because, yeah, the Move controllers came out, like, seven years ago. Um, and, yeah, nothing happened with those. No games really used them. And I think that's when they started working on PSVR. But I don't... I highly doubt they'd be incorporated in that. I mean, Me even too. even the iToy, for all intents and purposes, yeah. oh, sure. was a useless accessory. Yes. Well, that's what the PSVR is now, kind of. You have to buy yeah. an iToy. Like, so, yeah, they're all building to the PSVR, but individually they all suck yeah so uh, as far as like the switch goes just hang off on the on the accessories for a little while what what i anticipate is going to happen um probably right before christmas nintendo is going to release a very large update for the switch basically when you release something like a game console not before christmas i mean i guess everything is technically before christmas but you guys know what i mean we're all friends here (laughs) um it's when like feeding a mogwai before midnight, it's like when is it ever not before midnight? Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's it's weird because they're they're in sort of a sticky position because you know now Christmas is going to come along and the only thing they're going to sell is games and probably like fucking amiibos or something, right? And so Fuck they're going to have to go and release some sort of update or some sort of product or something 
around Christmas time to get their sales up, right? Obviously, they're going to sell more consoles. Obviously, they're going to sell lots of games. But they want to have that nice big spike like they normally do, right? Otherwise, they're just throwing away money. My bet, I would, I would literally bet money on this. And I might, uh, I might buy some stock. Who knows? We'll see. Um, <laughs> get another my, Bitcoin. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll, I'll, spend, I'll, I'll take my Bitcoin back from my uh, <laughs> Filipino child. Um, <laughs> I didn't give this to you. It's a loan. I'm going to need it back plus reimbursement. <laughs> this, this was a mistake. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they're going to release some sort of software update. My, yeah. my idea for what they're going to release as a software update is going to be um, some sort of system for making the online experience better, right? It's very obvious given what I've seen so far that what they did was they just took the Wii U online services and ported them to Switch, right? You look at the friend codes and it's like, it it, exact it, same it looks like a Wii U friend code, but the first four digits have been replaced with the letters SW, right? They didn't invest a heck of a lot of time in making this thing uh, live up to Optimized. its potential. So yeah. I think they're going to really double down on the whole, like, take this thing with you. They're going to double down on the, here's the, the sort of like hybrid style games. They're probably going to add a whole bunch of new APIs. They're probably going to get um, companies like Netflix and Hulu to release like new versions of their app. Um, I think, I think it's going to be like a really big push right around like middle of November, um, maybe like late October. Uh, jumping onto that, I, telling people to hold off on buying like accessories and stuff. I would even just blatantly say, hold off on buying a Switch. Right yes, now. I'm yeah. with you. Because, because well, well first off, Zelda. you can't get one. <laughs> but yeah, well, even yeah. if you could, True. you know, it's like 420 plus tax, and the tax is like 50 bucks plus shipping. It's going to be like plus 30 bucks. 420 plus tax plus blaze it plus what up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I know. We don't have to get into it, but there is, for listeners, there's a very heated argument. I won't even say discussion. I would say argument in our Slack about the Switch and stuff between these two. I would say, as a neutral third party, um, hold off on buying the Switch right away because um, there's a company that makes decals for consoles, like vinyl decals, and they've said they cannot make them for the Switch. It is not possible because I think the main dock heats up too quickly and actually melts the vinyl, like, and then it would destroy the system. Um, the plastic used to make the controllers is too cheap and actually gets torn away with the vinyl. Like if you put it on, like they were advertising, like do not to buy any vinyls or any wraps or anything for the switch. The console cannot handle it. It was made too poorly for, or not with this in mind. Um, like, like, like a phone case sort of thing. Well, like you've seen like custom skins for like a PS3 or PS4, right? Like where, Oh, like, I see what you mean. Like, like the, Uncharted the or, I, like, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. You can't do those. It was a company that makes those. And they were saying like, do not buy them. Like if anyone's telling you they can do it, do not trust them. And they post a picture showing like, here's the decay. Here's the plastic ripping off. Like, here's why it doesn't work. Like they're well, like, we're losing money by telling you not to do this, but we'd rather you not do it. Well, here, here's, here's what it comes down to, right? Like fundamentally different types of, of plastic quote unquote plastic aren't compatible, right? So like anything that's rubberized or made of rubber will interact very badly with anything made of silicone, will interact with anything uh, made of PVC, will interact with anything made with vinyl, right? And you got to keep those things separate. And so the, the fact that it's worked so far has been purely a coincidence, right? Like if Apple came out tomorrow and said like, oh yeah, instead of making our phones out of aluminum, we're going to make them out of nickel. 
suddenly like a whole bunch of glue that like sticks stickers onto iPhones is going to stop working. Like certain cases are going to start corroding. <laughs> it's going to be I'm like, allergic to nickel. It's, it's, you would have all manner of problems. And so the fact that these yeah. companies have like used some product, which contains a chemical, which interacts badly with the Nintendo's plastic. I don't blame that on Nintendo. I blame that on a bunch of companies that are putting fucking Chinese chemicals onto your fucking Nintendo. Well, of course, with the consoles, like with the plastic peeling off, there's that. But even on the dock itself, or I think, I forget exactly what it was, but there was part of it where they wrapped and the heat was too much and it would start melting like on the switch and stuff. And it was on an area that was intended. It wasn't like the screen or something or like the vents or something. Like it was intended to be, or, you know, maybe not covered, but it wasn't a critical area. That said, like, do not cover this is where the heat uh, sink is and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they but, have to, though, right? Do, should they have to? Like, if 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 I put, like, a fucking sticker on my microwave and it ruined the microwave, I don't think anybody would be like, oh, the microwave should have warned you not to put stickers on it. <laughs> that just doesn't make any sense. Like, a toaster oven. Like, oh, yeah, I no, painted my toaster oven and it caught on fire. I don't know why. Well, you're not wrong, but it's, you know, a fair warning saying, like, hey, this, you know, some of the you know, plastic and stuff used in the console, maybe not as durable as people think, but as well as um the switch controller, the panel, like screen part, it's a super common problem. It's not even like a bug or something. It's very common where the pixels are dying on it. Yeah. Like so that's actually pixels. really interesting. So I imagine that Nintendo did that in- intentionally because it's easier for them to replace it than it is for them to get better quality screens on short notice. What the fuck? That's stupid as fuck, if you ask me. But no, well, there's it's, a couple things actually, that I will say oh, in their defense. Uh, the, I watched a video of this guy basically giving it a full-on drop test, and I, the thing's pretty damn sturdy. Uh, it took about 11 like full like five-foot drop to, con- uh, to concrete to basically render it not usable. So I don't foresee that unless you're like trying to like bash the thing, it's not going to get like dysfunctional on you but there was a couple of drops where like yeah what mainly was affected was the controller but it was really unique seeing how like in the slow-mo versions of the falls like it would just kind of flex like the whole system so it's very sturdy Uh, the screen's not going to shatter on you at least it doesn't seem like anytime soon i don't know it's obviously not glass they must have done some kind of plastic but regardless uh it seems like a pretty sturdy thing so for like kids running around for with it like on the go like yeah if you drop it a couple times it still should be good to go. You might be able to replace the controller if need be. Yeah. Yeah. So here's here's the thing about the screen. So the screen, I imagine they used um, OLED for the screen. So OLED okay. is the 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 type of screen that they can print onto plastic, and then it's flexible, which is why it probably won't break, right? Because you can't you can't give like a five year old a fucking tablet made out of glass and expect them not to like shatter it instantly right yeah so you don't know how high my expectations are for five-year-olds they're <laughs> quite high i demand the best for my children that i do not have you you bought all of your children their very own glass menagerie and, and they didn't break a single one and if there is a scratch on any of them they're going back to the orphanage they're going back to the philippines oh, no. taking away their sponsorship give me that bitcoin oh no <laughs> that's awful it's a glass bitcoin um yeah so so the thing if you guys remember back like 10 years ago maybe longer Mm -hmm. when lcd screens were just becoming popular dead pixels were so common dead pixels were in like every display and the first manufacturer that actually started recalling 
or not recalling, but like offering refunds and replacements for dead pixels was Samsung. And so I can imagine that one of the first and biggest problems that Nintendo is having is the size of the OLED, right? OLED TVs aren't very common. And the ones that are, um, they're, they're pretty high end, right? Like they have very expensive screens. Um, they're designed for TV sizes. Uh, the, the, it's, it's just very, very premium stuff, right? When you think about the form factor of the Switch and like buying a screen for that, I imagine that Nintendo had a hell of a time trying to find something. So my guess is that they went and they found a manufacturer that will sell them X number of screens so that they can just get this goddamn thing out, out the door, make sure that all the pre-orders are filled. Uh, do they have pre-orders? Definitely. For the Switch? Yeah. So make sure all the pre-orders are filled and then make sure that like the, the stores aren't instantly sold out. Which and they were. They were, but, you know, better than the alternative, which is not having them in stores at all. Um, and so I would say give Nintendo like another three months, four months, and I think they'll probably start replacing units with dead pixels in the screen um, just because dead pixels get worse over time, right? You don't have a dead pixel and that's it. Like you get a dead pixel and then you get another dead pixel and you get another dead pixel and soon enough your screen is like a fucking Dalmatian. So, um Aww. Not a cute one, like a like a mangy one that that just like it bites. And you know what? This is a bad metaphor because I used to have a Dalmatian. She was full of fucking problems, so I'm gonna find a cute regardless. Yeah, um, it, it's it's interesting though because you know, like the the Switch has the interesting problem of being the first type of console of its category. <laughs> Really, right? Like, it's not really a mobile console, but it's not really like a, a standard console. And so, all of the issues with like standalone consoles, um, like the Xbox 360's power supply overheating, and yep. uh, you know, like the Xbox 360 red ringing, and yeah, you know, like the, and the Xbox 360 uh, three or no Xbox One being completely obsolete by now. Yeah, yeah the, for the, Netflix, the PS3 yeah, being like a fucking like like a like a like a copy machine in size and then <laughs> like it it just like dies periodically it, like th- there's all manner of problems with all of these consoles but like how many people are complaining about their Xbox one how many people are complaining about well, their PS4 not a lot well they were no. well they were back when they were facing a problem but then they all got replaced and or broke yeah. so i'm not saying like this is nintendo's fault nintendo is the devil i'm saying this is a bad company decision much like xbox microsoft and sony made bad company decisions to ship out broken products as well. Like, sure. I, I think this is a very calculated I decision. All of them. It, I mean, it, it, yeah. it certainly wasn't, it wasn't the best for the consumer, but it was the best for the company at the time. And I think they, they made the, the, the call that like, we'll be more successful in the end. If we, if we ship this less than desirable product. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you look at uh, the, the Wii, right? The original Wii. They ended up having to go back and add the 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 bumpers on the controllers, and then they went back and they had to add the extra <laughs> yeah. gyroscope uh, into the controllers, and then they had to go back and you know they they kept like revising and revising and revising it because it turns out oh maybe like this thing that people have to wave around in the air should be a little safer and maybe it should be more accurate and maybe and you know they they keep doing this and mm-hmm. it's not unintentional so. Um, yeah, Nintendo's out for your money. Like, I just recently was in the need <laughs> for a Wii controller and uh, just to like play some, revisit some classic Mario games. Honestly, that's the only thing I ever really play on Nintendo is Mario something. 
uh, be it Galaxy or Party or Cart. But um, I was at my girlfriend's and she's got a Wii and for some reason one of the controllers went missing. So we had the nunchuck but no actual Wiimote. Uh, so we went to go purchase that at Best Buy and they had the regular one. They had like the knockoff brand one. For, uh, I think the regular one Mad was... Cats. Well, yeah, regular one was like, what, 20 bucks. Knockoff was like probably 15. And then there's the regular one, but it's like dressed up as like, it looks like... I don't know, like, let's say the one we got was Toad, and they had, like, Mario ones, but that was out of stock. They had, like, a P- Princess Peach, like, Wiimote, and it, that was just, like, 30 bucks. So it's, like, literally tack on 10 extra bucks just for the character you like. But we did, and honestly, I as as I played with that controller, I thought to myself, eh, it was worth it. It came with, like, this little, like... I don't know, what do you call it? Like a slip that goes over it? And it kind of made it look like Toad. So it was very cute. And I don't know, but that's bottom line is they'll just tack on anything just based on this franchise that has been since their inception, the only way they keep reeling people back. Are you telling me that Nintendo is built on nostalgia? No way! Well, that's what I'm just trying to say. I would never have suspected that. It's almost like as if everyone knew that for 10 years. I know, that's what what, it's always been. That's why I don't really, like, care about anything that's going on with, like, the Switch, to be perfectly honest. But one thing that caught my attention and was really funny in all reality is, like, the people that are like, oh, we're the first to have it, let's put these game cartridges in our mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. Yeah, like, what the fuck is that? Like, and the thing is, like, at the end of the day, what what's the conclusion? Oh, yeah, Nintendo coated it with some fucking chemical, so, like, it makes your, like, taste buds go bitter, and then you spit it out because they don't want children consuming the game cartridges, which is makes yeah. perfect sense. And, I don't know, there were some people going as far as, like, I'm going to taste every game ever, and they just, like, put, like, N64 cartridges in their mouth. I'm like, you're just an idiot and going to get, like, sick from the germs. No, they're just desperate for any attention that their parents never gave them growing up. But I'll let you in on a secret, Doug. Nintendo wants your money. Every company wants your money. That's what companies exist for. They exist solely to make people's money. So I, I criticized Nintendo for shipping this out, like with the pixels dying on the screen and stuff. The same way I'd criticize Microsoft for shipping out the broken Xbox and the Sony for the broken PS3s. But I understand from the company's perspective, it's like, say 20% of these Switch controllers get the dead pixels. Well, that means the other 80 get their switches on time and work perfectly fine, as far as we know. Yeah. And then those 20 are going to be upset. Or we hold off the whole shipment, try and fix all of it, and then 100% of the people don't get their consoles Exactly. Like, yeah. So I understand why, but I still think it's kind of a, you know, a bad practice of knowingly shipping out broken products. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You don't know, you don't know how many of them are going to have dead pixels until after you've already shipped, right? Yeah. Like, that's the problem. Like, they're not sitting down and looking at each and every one and, like, scrutinizing the pixels on the screen. And on top of that, the dead pixels don't always appear until after you've already been using it. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's really not a lot they can do on that from as far as quality control goes. Um, unless, obviously, they delay the product so that they can inspect all, like, billion devices or whatever that they've made. Yeah. I just am curious to see what the refund process is going to be like, because I've heard some people are already having challenges by trying to return dead pixel uh, switches, but it's also what still within the first week of it or yeah. two weeks of it coming out. So it's still very early. And I know Nintendo said that the you're going to have to require a certain number of dead pixels before you can re- uh, exchange a switch. And I believe the number is three, which I don't think is that bad. Like it's definitely lower than I thought it would be from them. But it's for the switch screen, which is much smaller, and there's not as many pixels. So it's very important when you have a dead pixel. Like, if I'm watching a giant, like, screen 
like TV screen and I'm sitting like 20 feet away and one pixel's dead, whatever. But if I'm looking at this tiny handheld screen in my eye, like right in my face, it's going to really matter if one pixel's gone. But it's, it's more like, I'm not thrilled this happened, but it's kind of like at this point kind of unavoidable. So it's really going to determine my opinion of Nintendo is how they react to this and how they refund or exchange these. If they do it in a good, efficient way, or if they make it a pain in the ass for people and they actually charge them more for whatever it is. Actually, so I, so. I just looked it up because I was interested, and it, it doesn't look like they use OLED. It looks like they use LCD, which is really curious um, that they managed to uh, to do that. Again, um, we're lying to you, listener. Yeah, we're, we're, we're <laughs> lying to you again. Um, I, I would have assumed they would have done it with OLED, OLED because it's the new hotness. Like, even the, the new iPhone is going to use um, OLED. Um, I imagine that they, they probably, uh, like you said, um, the guy had to drop it on the ground like five times. I imagine like 11. that- 11 times, yeah. So I, I bet you that the screen is made with like some sort of like plastic or like polyurethane uh, rather than glass, just because, you know, it's, it's going to be handled by children and it's, you know, huge and sharp. Um, and I bet yeah. that's probably the source of the problem. That makes sense. As someone who is obviously like more or less a PlayStation fanboy, and I'm not by any means a Nintendo hater, although some may think mm. that. I, that's what I mean. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a hater, but I just am an emphatic, like, I'm not an enthusiast for them. And I, it's honestly, You're- for me, I get to just sit here, pull out the popcorn, and watch them. Like, that's what I mean. It feels like this entire well, conversation is you guys being apologists for them and being like, it's going to get better, yeah. I promise. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not being an apologist, and, and certainly... It will get better, right? Because people will stop buying it if they know that, like, the screen is going to be fucked up. I'm just saying, and and certainly, I'm pointing out the flaws in it, too. Uh, What I will say is that, and I also don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) What I I will say is that, I mean, this this is quite possibly the single most interesting development in video game-related technology in in, in the last three years and probably will be for the next four years. Um, okay. I, I would even go so far as to say that like, as far as VR goes, it, it surpasses those in terms of like volume of innovation. And that's why I'm, I'm so impressed with it. If Nintendo would come out with like the Wii X or, or God knows whatever comes after Wii U, right? I would have been the PU. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Please All keep right. listening, listener. We, the we podcast really... is over. <laughs> no, no, okay, no, I we're done. I'm done. I don't give a shit what you guys do. <laughs> God damn it. No, I, I'm just saying, like, it, yeah. it, it, is, it is quite possibly the single most exciting and, and innovative piece of video game-related technology um, for a while. Um, I mean, we're not going to get anything as interesting as this for for a long time, right? Like Microsoft isn't going to suddenly come out and be like, "Hey, we came up with this new way of using a computer with your brain." You know, like sort of comes out, <laughs> we built a Gundam. It's like, oh, well, they they're yeah. uh, claiming it's like the the Scorpio that is like the most powerful machine nah. ever or something. So that's going to be interesting. Fuck and, off! It's just another Xbox. Well, that's what I mean. And I I, I remember, remember the marketing the, on the PS3. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I mean. The the marketing for the PlayStation 5, they're like, oh, the storage on uh, PlayStation 5 is apparently going to be 10 teraflops. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck a teraflop is. So A flop is a floating point operation. Um, so mm. uh, what that means is when you have a, a decimal number, 
um, so not an integer uh, for for math nerds. Um, it is doing some sort of operation on that. So multiplying it, dividing it, taking the square root of it, maybe not taking the square root of it, that might, might not count. Um, but so when you have like a, a, a mega flop, that's a million floating point operations. When you have a gigaflop, it's a billion. When you have a, a teraflop, it's a trillion. Um, so a trillion. 10 trillion. 10 trillion wow. uh, floating point operations per second. Um, so it's not even storage uh, at all. No, no, a, a flop is it's purely computation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. What's, what's interesting about if that... If you want an example, if you want an example of it, uh, the movie Vipers from 2008, uh, that is a teraflop. It's a movie starring Tara Reads and it flopped. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I, Continue, I just, Matt. <laughs> you already lost some of our listeners. Stand up right. <laughs> At this point, I'm trying to get them to less. I'm trying to deter them from listening. Jesus Christ. Um... <laughs> I well, I think we've really exhausted yeah. this topic. We can yeah. uh, we'll, we'll we'll recap I'll, this next time. Um, we should do yeah, a quick I'll conversation say, game, though. I'll just say, like we've even pointed out in this episode, Matt bought almost all of Nintendo's products, and he's excited about the console like as a technical advancement. Whereas Doug has what played only Mario, so you're not you don't have Nintendo nostalgia, Matt. Uh, like so, though that alone can set our own opinions aside like mm-hmm. I, the, the, the thing that i'm really looking forward to the most is not necessarily the, the nintendo nostalgia i think the thing for me is it's going to be the first mobile console that i'll have bought in a long time and it's going to be a lot of um a lot of indie titles that are are new and i'll be able to take those around with me and i i i'm i don't have nostalgia for the games per se but um, the newness of the games, right? Like, I don't know if you remember going to school with your like Game Boy Color and you had like the new Pokemon game, right? And like that being the new hotness. I'm looking forward to when I can take my Switch with me to work and play it at lunch and, um, you know, pick up whatever the, the new hot game is, uh, at the time. Like that for me is going to be super cool and, and, you know, throw back to like third grade. That makes sense. I, I hope so. I mean, I got a 3D. I've bought another 3DS for Pokemon Sun and Moon. I haven't even finished it. I got to the Elite Four, and I was like, "Man, this is a challenge." I'm done. So I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I know I'm the type of guy to buy a Nintendo console for like one or two games, and that's it. Like I'm yeah. So I I I am very aware that I'm going to be overspending on this for one or two games, but you know. When I can afford it, I'll do it. Yeah, so, so maybe take our advice and hold off a bit. Unless you're like super eager and really need to get that Breath of the Wild, then go for it. Just like everything else we say, like don't pre-order because there's always going to be patches or updates or recalls yeah. within the first month. Like it's always going to happen yeah. for everything. So and just wait, just wait until you get that dang dang Amazon Prime. Get it shipped right to your door, free two day shipping. Dang, gold Amazon Prime. Damn, Amazon. No. Um, anyway, <laughs> do we right. have time for stumpers? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, we always have time for stumpers. Gangster. 
let me pick some very choice ones. I'm just going to very quickly um, go through my uh, my uh, collection, if you will. Um, awesome. Are we running long? All right, let's play the longest. Oh, conversation we're gonna we we're gonna. Uh, this is gonna be a. This is guys. This is gonna be a themed. A themed stumpers. Oh, and uh, tell me it's not fast food restaurants again. <laughs> it's not fast food restaurants again, um, but it is quite possibly the best stumpers we've ever done. I struck gold. <laughs> Here comes the first one. This one comes to us from the topic witchcraft historical. <laughs> it, it is possible it. to be a witch without some knowledge and awareness. Oh my god. <laughs> well, yeah, because some people were burned and they didn't even they probably weren't even witches. Well, so so <laughs> my my answer to this, I saw this one. They probably and, weren't even witches. Oh, Doug. I saw this oh, question. D- I I said to myself, it is possible to be a witch without some knowledge and awareness and I was like, of course, Sabrina the teenage witch. She oh, didn't even go. know until she turned 16 uh, and then she got her witching license. <laughs> Didn't she have a Tia talking cat? Tamara Mari. She oh. did have a talking cat, yeah. Salem. Salem, which is like a Jewish family having a dog and naming it um, Auschwitz. Like, that's a <laughs> fucked up thing. That's a oh, fucked up thing yeah. to name your cat. Wow. It, that's really what the an worst. analogy. Wow. That's oh, what Lord. it's like. But like, oh God, is it possible to be a witch and not know it? Um, depends on your terminology of witches, like it changes depending on what it is, depending on what world, if you mean in the real world, no, because those don't exist. Says who? All right, prove to me witches exist. Throw some lady in a lake, and if she floats, she's a duck, or whatever the no, month. Well, that's <laughs> I, th- I think the Throw whole... some lady in a lake, and if she floats, she's a <laughs> she's duck! A duck. <laughs> she's I, a duck. I think... Uh, there's like there's some real like voodoo <laughs> shit going on down south, and you might not necessarily All be right, a now that might be voodoo. Okay, there's but a, it, you'd a be different... a like witch of some sort, or like a shaman, or would you be a witch doctor? We can get into technicalities because I know a lot of the occult because I have fucking <laughs> a lot of free time and no friends in L.A. So if we want to go to the school of like Wiccan, they were just people persecuted in the colonial days. <laughs> we're putting way too much thought to this. Or it's a Hermione. That's a school of thought. But then there are also um, a fantastic beast and where to find them. There was that one like, one character and it had magical powers and didn't know it. And they bubbled Boom. up and turned into a crazy abomination. Me bringing Harry Potter up, I think, answers the question. Because, yeah, there's probably plenty of muggles out there that have no idea until they get that uh, invitation card. And they're like, so oh, they shit. The invitation card, they're not a muggle. Like, that explains why I levitate in bed sometimes. <laughs> exactly. That's just light as a feather, stiff as a board. Have you never been to a slumber party? Th- this is why I, when I was in the Dead Sea, I floated. Uh, I don't actually know about that one. Isn't it a salty one? You yeah, float, it's a very salt salty balance? one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. see, you ruined the joke, but that's fine, <laughs> it's I also guess. What, it's also what we call AJ, the Dead Sea. <laughs> the fuck is salty. salty. Oh, he's very salty. <laughs> V-salt. Have you ever played the epitome? Like, if people think I get mad at the podcast, pl- we should wa- get AJ to stream something. He is. So angry. He gets very angry. Like that one time that I called uh, that game irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Only we you are going to laugh at that one. That's going to be uh, a fucking whole other thing. Yeah, we're going to have no. to get you guys on. We'll we'll talk about that maybe on air. That'd be fun. Um, but ne- let's... Next, uh, next question. Yeah, next, yeah let's, let's bring up the next one. Let's see if you guys can figure out the theme. 
This one comes to us from the topic <laughs> <it> witchcraft <laughs> historical. God damn it. What else is that close to film besides witches? It has to be the theme. How do you become a kitchen witch? <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's a typo. I think they're asking how to be a kitchen bitch. Um, or, um, or they just want to be like a wizard cook. Do you want to be like Mickey where you enchant the brooms and stuff to do all your chores for you and like Fantasia? Is that like, a like Ron Weasley's mom? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. And the, all the dishes are washing themselves. Can you become a kitchen witch without some knowledge and awareness? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. <laughs> I was washing this pot and then I walked away and I turned around and it's still there. I guess I'm a witch. Do you think um, the, the, the characters from the Beauty and the Beast are actually uh, making a cameo in, in the Harry Potter movies uh, in, in Ron <laughs> Weasley's house? There's a teapot and a little cup in the background that has a chip out of it. Whoa, it if that... Pots and chip. Dude, but that would, like, fuck everything up because Emma Watson's in both and that it was just, like, the universes would cr- collapse in on each other. I, I mean, mean... There's people that tie together stuff because of the same actors all the time. Listen, a talking teacup, it, it's it's a really typecast part. Like, once once you've done one of those movies, like, you're really just stuck with that for life. Yeah. You, I, I mean, I hope you like it because that's all you're going to be doing from now on. Yeah. But it's... How do you become a kitchen witch? What does a kitchen witch do? Does she cast, like, all right, so the woman that made her house out of gingerbread and candy, is that a kitchen witch? Because she made all that stuff in a kitchen? But then, how could she make that stuff? She doesn't have a kitchen to make it in. Oh. Because the kitchen was made Mm. out of that stuff. I have the answer. Ask Rachel Ray. Ask Rachel. Is Rachel Ray a kitchen witch? I think so. Or she might know how to become one. Would you say that the uh, women that work in the Sears uh, kitchen department are are kitchen witches? Like the the ones that sell you like cabinetry and like No, they're wannabes. They're doing like that like fake magic (laughs) shit. They're fucking posers. (laughs) What about Jada? Is Jada a kitchen witch? That was Jada. From the Food Network? I don't don't know who that is. She's like, Emerald's a man. (laughs) I know. uh, So he would be a kitchen wizard. witches? Uh, listen, there is no gender neutral magic user term, as far as I'm aware. Warlock, uh, no. Caster. Like spellcaster. That's good. Eh, that's, that's what we do with Pinecast. Um, <laughs> we're casters. <laughs> we're casters. Yay! <laughs> God damn it. Ca- casters are, are what are on the bottom of your swivel chair. Um, I don't... <laughs> Caster is also a guy who lives beyond the wall and fucks all of his own daughters in and kills all of his own sons in Game of Thrones. What about Paula Deen? Is Paula Deen a kitchen witch? No, she's just racist. <laughs> Next. That nullifies any magical. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. <laughs> moving, r- moving right along. Once this- we hit race, we just get to the next topic. Pretty much. This one comes to us from the topic Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry School. Yes. God damn it. I love that's a topic on Korra. It is a topic on Korra. Why didn't Fred Weasley come back as a Hogwarts ghost? Whoa, that's a great point. Who said he didn't? Well, that's what I mean. Everyone's all sad because we lost him, but he should just be right there. (laughs) If you you don't know he dies in Harry Potter, you are listening to the wrong podcast. Well, and that's what I mean. Who's (laughs) just now being like, I heard about this great book series. I'm going to pick it up. Like, unless, like, I don't know. Maybe you're, you're a young person and someone just recommended it to you, but. Hell, my grandma read all of them before I did. If you don't know that he dies in the end, you probably also don't know that Snape kills Dumbledore. Oh. So have fun with that. Oh, spoilers. I knew people who 
would be waiting out line of a bookstore to get it like the day of release and someone would drive by and yell Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. There's a lot of old videos of it. It's so funny. Um why didn't he become a ghost at Hogwarts? Do we know the criteria of a ghost at Hogwarts? Like was if- nearly headless Nick actually attending Hogwarts? Okay, so guys, I, I, we're gonna do a, little, a very small amount of role play here. So I am the Hogwarts. I'm the sexy French nurse head recruiter, right? It's my job to bring in new professors, new ghosts, and I go to Dumbledore's office and I say, Dumbledore, we need to write a job opening for Hogwarts ghost. We have three bathrooms that need filling with ghosts. We need to scare the shit out of these kids. Hey. We, uh, so much constipation. We I'm need just, all these ghosts to scare the shit out. I'm just too busy. I have too many of these kitchen witch <laughs> applications. <laughs> hey, Mr. Dangerfield. I didn't know you were a wizard. Please come this way. Can I call you a Ronnie? <laughs> I got no respect as a wood ghost. <laughs> My wife said she nagged me till I was dead. Beats her. She's still, I'm dead and she's still nagging me. Oh, jeez, no respect. God damn it. <laughs> Come on, Fox. We're out of here. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So you guys are seeing this as like a job opportunity. I'm seeing ghosts as like pests. Like they can't get rid of them. Like they don't want these ghosts here, but they all just float around because they got nothing better to do. So Fred Weasley and his his twin brother were like in the business of creating like novelty, um, like magical things, like the kind of shit that you'd find at Spencer's Gifts. Yeah. Um, and I wonder whether, uh, Fred Weasley's ghost was just coming up with too much weird shit to be, uh, <laughs> allowed into the, the Hogwarts bathrooms. Like all the other ghosts, like Moaning Myrtle was just like, listen, you've shown me like too many, uh, you know, novelty, uh, toilet paper rolls. Like this, it's just not working. It's not going to happen. You're haunting the bathroom and you're suggesting a lot of stuff with tentacles. I don't like it. You're going to have to get the hell out of here. I'm not allowing this. I think, well, like, the, the ghosts at Hogwarts, they all seem relatively unhappy. They're just fucking ghosts. So, like, if in all reality, like, mean. Fred Weasley's, like, a good guy. Maybe he went on to the greater beyond. Or maybe since he was making all those prank things, he went to, like, magic hell. <laughs> magic hell? What if... It's Salem. What if Fred Weasley was there? This is, like, Bass's conspiracy corner. So- oh, shit. <laughs> So what if Fred Weasley did become a ghost at Hogwarts, but he haunted the, uh, the Slytherin, uh, bathrooms and they were just too proud to report it. (laughs) Hmm. But like, that's what I mean. All the ghosts seem to hate it there. All the people in the paintings, like, it seems like that's, they got annoyed by it. So I'm wondering, do they even want to be there? Well, the paintings weren't ghosts. Weren't they? No, they were just paintings. They were just magical paintings. They were people. They were people, but they weren't ghosts. I was going to say Fred haunting Hogwarts would be like the worst punishment for all the teachers, but then I remembered all the teachers that he would bother when he was in school or dead. So, what that just made me think of is someone painting a picture of somebody and they literally birth a like sentient thing. (laughs) That's how it works. Because remember, like the newspapers and stuff were all like moving pictures and. The thing that was that was a thing in 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 Harry Potter. Well, maybe they should just get a painting of Fred and call it a day. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. No, they would call it Fred because he'd be Fred. There we go. <laughs> Here comes one more. Here comes one more, and then we'll we'll read a final one off. All right. Um. Here comes this. This one also comes from us. The topic of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardy. <laughs> what is 
the salary of a Hogwarts professor? That is a great question. I like that 13 people are following this. Because <laughs> they want an uh, they're edu- they went to school, they got their degree degree in teaching, and want to see if they can transfer it into Hogwarts, apparently. So the reason why I, I called this this topic a goldmine, there are lots of questions and very little answers. There's yeah. lots of people wanting to know I lots am of things. Shot. <laughs> You're telling me there's not a lot of answers about Hogwarts and witchcraft. Yeah, but there's 13 people following this uh salary question, and I'm wondering That's more than was- any question in the history of Korra. Guys, and we- <laughs> those 13 people got to stop following and got to be leaders and start answering these damn questions. Yeah, this maybe is, they'll earn these, a salary. There are 13 Hogwarts professors wanting to know the answer to this question. There are 13 Hogwarts TAs just waiting for one of the professors to be uh, assigned to the defense of Dark Arcs to be killed so they can take the position. Uh, hi, I'm, a, I'm an adjunct here at uh, Hogwarts, and uh, I was looking to uh, to find myself a full-time professorship opportunity. And, I'm just uh, too busy. I, I have all these witch, uh, <laughs> kitchen witch applications. Get out of here, Ronnie Dangerfield. We already told you. Those are pranks. <laughs> not magic. Oh lord! Um, but look, I'm gonna make this flower squirt. Bam! Magic. God damn it! I think that they pay them in butter beer. Just keep them going. <laughs> I don't think they pay them at all. I think they live at Hogwarts, so that's housing paid for them. All their food is done in whatever cafeteria exists. Yeah, what's there. that? Do they ever go to the cafeteria? What's that divination teacher's name? I can't remember, but the old ragged lady who lives up in like the towers oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, she seems yeah. like oh. she doesn't get paid well, anything. You know, uh, Emma Thompson. She's amazing. The uh, the 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 thing about the food is that the food is really just provided by slaves. Like, let's be honest. Oh yeah, the like, the freaking uh, elves. The house elves. House elves. So yeah, I mean, saying that you got it for free is is like saying like, oh yeah, I got all this cotton for free. It's like, mm, like I got those two a books for free. I got them for free. AKA, I stole them. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I figure the professors everything is paid for, like when they're at school, and. We don't actually ever see the professors outside of school, do we? We see the one that Dumbledore recruits, but he's on the he's running from the Death Eaters, so he's jumping from like house to house. So we see Hagrid house. in the woods. I mean, that's technically out of school. Well, he was kind of like he was what exiled and then became a teacher. Yeah, I I think um, Hogwarts professors uh, get paid in Rachel Ray's food. That's mean. If if, if Rachel are better than that, oh, Rachel no. Ray's food is so good, though. I know. Now they get paid in Bitcoin. <laughs> they get paid in Bitcoin. It's coins for witches. I mean, Fuck. Bitcoin's sort of our magic internet money in a lot of ways. They kind of are. Yeah. And so, God, <laughs> it's. I remember oh, back in college, Mark was like, "Oh, we can get all of our computers, hook it up for like a week, and just all mine Bitcoin together." And then, like, not too long ago, he's like. Guys, do you know how much Bitcoin we would like? How much money we'd have if we actually did that in college? I'm like, don't tell me, Mark. Just don't tell me. Don't tell me because I know it's going to be a lot, and I'm going to be mad that we didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, you you it really like should have millions. Should've you really should have like millions. You really really should have really um, should have rip rip. Uh, all right, here here comes our last one. Uh, this one was was also asked in the same topic: Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry School. If the Dursleys kept trying to keep Harry away from Hogwarts, could Dumbledore take legal action against them? <laughs> Wizard court. Wizard court. <laughs> All right, guys. That was that was that was Stumpers this week. Thanks for joining us on this magical adventure.
was very interesting and quite an episode. Judge Magus. Oh, God damn it. Instead of Judge Mathis. No. Uh, we yes! are poor listener. Well, I'm sorry. We're going to wrap this up. Let's do some plugs. Uh, listeners. I'm wow. I I'm so like out of it after this whole episode. Uh, if you're still here after however much Doug cuts out, it's probably still an hour 20. It probably is. God, bl- God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. We love I'm you. I'm so sorry. Um, this is my fault. It's, <laughs> I'd agree with that. Yeah, when we have Matt on, things get pretty whack. Uh, let's. Uh, Stumpers was awesome though, but let's hear where can listeners find you, Matt? Uh, you can find me on Twitter um, at Matt Bassa. That's my name, M A T T B A S T A. And if you're looking to start a po- uh, podcast, uh, head podcast. on over to yeah. If you're looking to start a podcast, um, head over to podcast.com. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> if you're looking to start a podcast, head on over to podcast.com. Uh, you can sign up. It's free forever. No credit card required. When you're ready for the good stuff, you can sign up for a paid plan and use the offer code Hogwarts for forty percent off for three months. Oh boy, Warner Brothers is going to come after us. No, they won't. Yeah. Um, Brent, how about you? Uh, ABTS Brennan on Twitter and on Discord. I think that's the same. Uh, Doctor Toasty Puns on BattleNet and Steam. Doing real good in Overwatch lately. That's about to get fucked up with the new hero, but we'll see. Uh, and don't sue us, whoever we insulted this episode. Yeah. Probably a lot of people. Agreed. N- and Nintendo Inc. Jews. Uh, Microsoft. <laughs> and, oh <laughs> Kitchen my God. witches. Um, and listener, if you like our show. <laughs> it's the first time someone said Jews, it's not me. Oh, God. If you like our show, which I'm very surprised, uh, please give us a like or follow on <laughs> Facebook and Twitter. Our handle's ABT Silence. Uh, we mentioned our Twitch channel. It's twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. Uh, try to do it every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 um, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But yeah, apparently Bren's going to be doing it. Hopefully we can get Matt on there some more. So yeah, just check that out when you have some time. Uh, hopefully we'll be online. Um, and yeah, please tell some friends to check it out, check out this podcast and subscribe if they're into goofy conversations about video games and whatever the hell we talk about TVs and fast food. If you like our, if you like our show, contact us at almost better than silence dot, uh, at gmail.com and tell us why. Why do you like yeah, the show? Because we don't. That'd be cool. And hell, if you have any stumper <laughs> suggestions or I was the walrus, game or no game, any of that kind of jazz, uh, send it that way. I don't play those anymore. But, um, thanks for listening, guys. We will be back next week. Bye. See you. I'll miss you.